Hi. <laughs> I, I forgot the title was, is this a kissing book? I had to, I had to make a Princess Bride reference. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> so, yeah. Hi, welcome to And It's Writing, a live stream and podcast where two writers have a few drinks and some laughs while we revise our old work, or in this case, discuss writing-related topics. Uh, I'm Avery. I write adult fantasy. Um, what I'm working on is I am still in revisions, eternal, never-ending revisions forever for the rest of my life. This is my life now. It is where I live. And what I'm reading right now is I'm kind of, I'm in a bit of a slump. I've tried a couple things and nothing's really clicking, so I don't really have anything to add this week. <laughs> I'm DC and I am a speculative fiction and fantasy writer. Um, I'm doing the same. I'm editing. I, I, I did I did finish an edit pass last week and now I'm doing it again because I have arcs that need help because the continuity isn't it's not there so <laughs> that's what I'm doing I'm doing continuity edits this week and I'm still rereading the Goldfinch and I'm really enjoying it because I think this is the first time I've ever reread a book within like six months of rereading it mm -hmm. for the first time and it's really fun to see how much I I'm picking up that all the stuff she's laying down so I'm really glad that I'm reading Goldfinch again by Donna Tart. I can imagine that you'd like pick up more foreshadowing if it's more recent yeah yeah and, and honestly just even stuff that's not foreshadowing just like the character traits that she that you don't get used to for a while mm. you notice how early she starts building those characters up and it's just like super awesome i love it <laughs> yeah it's great so i'm i'm excited to be reading it again today for our valentine's day episode we're gonna be talking about writing sex scenes uh, our best tips what makes a satisfactory one and how to avoid possibly slipping into the cringe zone and this will be a mature content episode so we're gonna use a lot of a lot of words yeah, don't don't hit anybody on the highway changing the track so that you cannot <laughs> listen to this. Uh, it, it is mature. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, content warnings big time. If you don't like penetration, if you don't want to hear about penises, if you don't like want to hear about vaginas, uh, just just skip over this one. Yeah, we're not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we won't. We won't blame you. <laughs> I didn't put it in the script, but I'm going to add this is our usual reminder that writing's not all about rules. Everything that we suggest here is just suggestions. And if rules seem too constricting, just write it. Just write all the filthy smut. All of it. And then you can edit it later. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. Don't edit it. That's, <laughs> That's fine. fine. It's just for you. Yeah. It's fine. I do have like a secret folder. It's not really secret because not like anybody else looks <laughs> at my document, but I have a special folder in my Scrivener document that's like, these are just for me for funsies. <laughs> my folder just says smut. I'm not hiding anything. <laughs> like if somebody wants it, it's right there, but it's not my problem past that. I've warned you. Like <laughs> you're going into the smut folder. Like here it is, everybody. <laughs> I think mine is actually labeled sexy times. Sexy times. <laughs> sexy. So yeah, then we'll go into the drink. I did a, since we're talking about doing a sex scene and like doing it well, I decided I would take a classic cocktail with like a sexy name and I made a classy sex on the beach inspired martini. And in a sex on the beach, the flavors are it's vodka, cranberry juice, orange juice, and peach schnapps. So I replaced all of the ingredients with classier ones. It is cranberry gin. And then for the peach schnapps, I replaced it with apricot liqueur. And for the orange, I replaced it with the bergamot liqueur, that italicus that is amazing. And I used cherries in place of olives. <laughs> and today I made the exact same thing. 
<laughs> because isn't this month of February and Valentine's Day about just loving each other and just dealing with each other? Yes, it is. It is a very <laughs> boozy drink. But all of these, while they're very alcoholic, are very smooth. So like a martini, it actually is pretty... It drinks pretty easily. It's very good. It's very good. It's like candy. Yeah. You better mm -hmm. like cranberry, though. <laughs> cranberry and orange and peach. It is very fruity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we'll go into the topic now. Just initial thoughts on like what makes a good sex scene. Not most people. <laughs> <laughs> I have read a lot of very bad ones. Like I think I think I think back to all those Twitter posts I see of like the worst sex scene writing award or whatever. I think actually there's like an actual award for it. Or Th there is an award. Yeah, like and I'm just like, yeah, people suck at this. <laughs> like, Usually it's the worst ones are the ones for me in the bad sex scene awards that like legit defy the laws of physics oh yeah yeah like they'll explain like breasts doing a thing that breasts cannot do and you're like you do realize they're like attached right yeah yeah no real real so yes obey the laws of physics in general yeah people aren't yeah honestly and, and you know it's funny because even when you dumb down a sex scene and you're like okay I'm going to like dumb this down now and make this less gross than it is right now. Cause right now it's a, a gross mess. Even when you dumb it down, sometimes you can leave enough that you're just like, what? It's still not working. Cause it's still just reading like garbage, like dirty, yummy, delicious <laughs> garbage. Like <laughs> why is it doing this? And honestly, what I found with most people is because they forget the story if there is a story, sometimes there's not a story with uh, romance um, sex scenes being written. Sometimes people just like to write them. But if there is a story and you have sex in your story, I think that a lot of times people forget that they that the sex is like, it's supposed to move the story forward. And the story is not supposed to be forgotten while you're in the scene. So things in the story and the sex itself should be like overlapping yes. somehow. And I think that when you lose that overlap, you lose... <laughs> you lose the yeah. yeah because there's no the, the, what the, the boobs <laughs> the, bo the boobs are doing stuff i don't know i don't think in a in a normal fantasy novel or something you need to the boobs to be doing anything <laughs> like, you know like or the testicles just leave them alone also have rules they also must defy the or obey the laws of physics do not defy the laws of yes. physics in result regards to testicles oh my god uh, i will say you did kind of touch on something that I think needs to be kind of mentioned is that genre is a part of this because in some, especially like erotica shorts, the point is the sexy times. Like, especially if it's like just a short story, you can have some character and stuff in there. For sure. But the driving force is the sex scene. Whereas if it's like part of mm -hmm. a longer novel that is in a different genre, like for example, a fantasy novel where there is a sex scene, mm -hmm. the sex scene is in service to the fantasy story. So it's just kind of keeping in mind like what the purpose of the whole story is and kind of balancing the content. Right. I say, having been told recently that I might need to balance out the Sexy Times content in my own book. <laughs> it's hard. It is it's hard. hard. I, I had a scene in my first novel where I was like, yes, I think that I have done enough research and I really nailed this and my set, my characters are having sex. But it's not the amount of sex that's going to make the reader cringe. And I still got the edit from my mother-in-law <laughs> that said, still too much. And and then she recommended the, um, the uh, Diana Gabaldon did a small piece called I Give You My Body. 
and it's about how she writes sex scenes because she's like really good at it. Um, then she never, she's never made me cringe mm -hmm. ever. So that's a good resource to use. <laughs> but don't feel bad, Avery, because I've been there. Yeah. Well, going back and reading through, I'm like, okay, yeah, this might be a bit much for this book. <laughs> for other stories, maybe not so much. But this book, this, this is, we need to bring it down just a little. Take it from a 12 to like a nine. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had a recent, I had a recent thing where I'm writing a book about a sex worker and there's, so there's, a, there's sex in it, but like, I was like, I gotta take this down a notch. Like, the book's not about the the, the boobs. <laughs> and, like, so, you know, you just, it, it's so stupid what we do when we get in that mindset. We get all crazy and carnal and start writing really <laughs> weird shit. And, like, you come back and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> that was, it's like, the scenes for me were still there. I was just like, oh, I gotta just gotta tame them a little bit. Um, because they were actually yeah. part of the story. Like, it wasn't just me taking a time out. Like, they actually did evolve the story itself, but it was just like, oh, I might have gone a little far. <laughs> this is going to be super TMI, but I feel like I know I've gone too far if I start, if I keep writing the scene and it's actually turning me on and I got to be like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm doing the thing because, like, it's weird, you know? Like, to be fair, all writing turns me on. I love it. You know, I could just eat it up. It's definitely a different something kind, different. yeah. Yeah, it's a different kind of getting turned on. You're like, okay, this is this feeling isn't supposed to be happening, so I'm going to reel it in, reel it in a little yeah. bit. I, th I do think a lot of the, like, cringe factor does come from an unexpectedness sometimes. Um, not always, but sometimes. Like, if you're expecting just, like fun adventure romp and all of a sudden it's just like really explicit you're like well now i'm Ooh. now i feel weird about this story whereas like i said if i go into an erotica short i'm like yeah this is what i'm here for and it's not weird and another thing that can kind of make some things cringe is for me it's terminology yes because <laughs> there's like there's like a there's almost like a spectrum and on one side you've got super medical like the words like if you say like vagina or labia or <laughs> yeah. it's so weird yeah or and then there's the other side where you get into like the really like weird flower actually there's like it's like a triangle because then you've got like the the like crude side of it which is you know saying like cock and pussy and stuff like that and then you've got the other side which i'm just gonna say and then you got the side where it's like really flowery so it's stuff like i'm i'm not gonna say the name of the author but there is velvet wrapped steel in a very famous <laughs> book and you kind of got to find where you belong in this spectrum yeah definitely know like what your audience is because the, i you know i was having a conversation about this with one of my partners uh the other a couple a week ago or something and he looks at me and he says you know it's always weird when you're trying to read a super sexy scene like in an erotica and someone uses the word pee instead of piss it's like when i'm reading an erotica <laughs> i want to read about the pit like i don't want to read about I want to read about cock. And I want to read about piss. And I don't know about pussy. I don't read enough uh, erotica to know what word people are using for the genitalia these days. But let me just tell you what. Uh, I agree that um, if you're reading an erotica, you probably shouldn't use the word pee. <laughs> piss is probably the way to go. Or, you know, there's the other juvenile terms. Like, you don't want to be like, you, know, you don't want to use anything that's like a euphemism that you would have used when you were like, hen. So you don't want to say like wee wee. 
office and you're like, oh no, this is weird and creepy and like, no. It's like, ugh, I don't think about pee. But then sometimes like it goes way too far into flowery for me. I guess that there it happens often enough that there must be readers that are into it. But like when it's just like really euphemistic and, you know, like, you know, her delicate flower or whatever. And you're like, I think, uh, see, I don't know if that's the, I don't know if that's the result of people just liking to read it. I think that's the result of somebody not knowing what the fuck to do. <laughs> like, like uh, how do I not say the word cock again? How do I not say nipple again? Just, <laughs> It's like when people try to use words that aren't said. Yes, it's very much like that. <laughs> you know, it's like, just just say nipple. Yeah. Just say nipple. And I think sometimes they're trying to be, like, more descriptive. But once again, like said, you sometimes you don't really need that. <laughs> if you, yeah, yeah, no, you don't always need more descriptive. And if you're going to be more descriptive, take character into account and make sure that your character is thinking things that your character would think. Mm -hmm. like. Don't make it about food if your character isn't into food. Don't make it weird. Don't bring up flowers that your character wouldn't know anything about just to make a point. Yeah. Like, don't forget about your characters. Yeah. It's part of the reason the sex is sexy as the characters, right? Yeah. And that's what I was going to say is one thing that I, I like to do and that I don't know if it's like a craft thing or if it's just a me thing. <laughs> Is that I like to write very emotionally fraught sex scenes in some way or another. Either it's like slow burn and it's like that moment of like, yes, or it's like characters who are like have conflict and they're like working it out through sex. I have a weird thing about putting hate sex in my books. I don't, eh, I don't want to think too hard about that. You've written a hate sex scene though. Oh, I have. I've read it. No, that's what I mean. I have a weird thing about putting too many of them. Okay. Like all of oh. my books have one somewhere. Oh, I thought you meant that you don't. No. And I was like, yes, you do. No, that's like a thing that fascinates me. And so I put it in books. But there's always some emotion involved because in real life, it's very rare that a character or a person would be having sex and not feel something about it. Right. So, yeah, yeah that well, always that can else. kind of help keep it from just being what I, what I like to call the Ikea scenes. And I didn't come up with this term. I don't remember where I read it, but it's the Ikea scenes where it's like tab A into slot B. And it becomes very mechanical of like just the things yeah. that are happening and not how it's affecting your character. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> and then I just have one little last bullet point here because it is something that's kind of a fraught topic amongst like romance and erotica writers, which is how to handle the topic of protection and safe sex in romance scenes because some people think it's not sexy and some people are like yes it is sexy and it's something that a lot of times you don't want to especially in like contemporary you don't want to just ignore probably yeah honestly if i were to have to uh, like have to deal with a condom i'd probably like bring it up in dialogue like and depending on what the characters were like you know maybe one person would say what are you doing and the other person would say condom and then the other character would be like oh yeah <laughs> You know, like stuff like that, like, and then you wouldn't even have to describe that he put the condom on because they've already talked mm -hmm. about it. So, you know, yeah, I don't think you need to go into a lot of detail, but I think referencing it is good. Um, I pretty much exclusively write second world fantasy. So I always have some sort of magical, <laughs> some sort of magical reason that it's like, oh, yeah, we, we don't get STDs because we're like fairies. <laughs> Must be nice. Luxury. And you can't get pregnant because we're fairies. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so I, but I do usually reference it in some way, shape, or form that that is that subject has been addressed in some way, <laughs> even if it's magically. 
Yes. And, uh, you know, this, someone says, but then you couldn't use up one of your allowed euphemisms for penis. <laughs> uh, you could use that in a different place. Yes. <laughs> uh, save it for a later date. I actually have an issue kind of on the subject that maybe you can help me solve right now. Might as well while we're talking about it, right? So, uh, yeah, not all women have the luxury of getting uh, moist, <laughs> I think <laughs> is the preferred word. So I have this situation where I'm like, I can't assume that every single woman this character is going to be having sex with is going to be moist. <laughs> so how the hell do you be like, because you don't want to be like non-inclusive, right? Because there's a lot of people that have trouble with it. And, you know, you don't want to make it seem like you're not thinking that that everybody is the same or like being weird. And, and so I'm like, I feel like in one instance, there should be an issue where he's got, you know, the, the lubricant's got to come out, right? So. How do I tackle that? Because the thing is, is, it's kind of a literary speculative fiction novel. And I don't really think that writing that stuff in is going to be very pretty, no matter which way I swing it. And yet I don't want to feel like the women in my story are being assumed to have this magical ability to get <laughs> moist. Uh, You're going to keep saying that word. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I know you hate I know. it. That's why I'm doing it. Yeah. So what do I do? I would, the way I would do it was at some point reference just offhandedly like the bottle of lubricant elsewhere. Like as he's like sorting through a cabinet or he sees it on the nightstand or something like that uh -huh, so that uh -huh, you know uh -huh. it's there and you're like, ah, yeah, he uses that sometimes. Fair. Good. Yeah. Instead of yeah. having to show him using it, just reference that it exists. Beautiful. I love it. Yes. Excellent. Nice. Good job. Okay, you've, you've solved that. <laughs> so, I guess now I've had enough <laughs> oh! gin. I'm going to drink a little yeah. more gin before we get to, like, the, the down and dirty part of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, read, I'll read the first part and then I'll let you go into it. Because that way, okay. Today, what we're going to do is we've broken up our sex scenes into four different, like, phases of the scene. And, like, like different steps. <laughs> um, and we're each going to take a turn to discuss kind of each phase and give short examples of how we tackle those parts of the sex scenes. So this is where it is going to get more explicit again, even though we've been explicit yeah. already. Yes. Okay. So the first phase is foreplay or everything that comes before the sex scene. Because I, I feel like everything in a everything in a sex scene, it's it, it can be divided into to four different parts. So these are the four different parts. So part number one, foreplay. You've 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 got your scene set and your and your people out in public or in a bedroom. Or in a bathroom. Wherever they may be. <laughs> wherever they may be. And you've drawn up the story. And here we are. So I'm going to introduce you to my story that I'm bringing to the table. Which is something that actually a client commissioned me for several months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and basically the client said, I want a story about uh, this big minotaur and a little fawn. And then I want the minotaur to be shy and quiet. And then I want the fawn to teach him how to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she told me. And I was like, all right, all right. No, 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 no. Uh, consider this. I have never been commissioned for a piece of writing in my life. And I've also <laughs> never written a piece of, like, a short story. Because she wanted a, a short story. And it ended up being, like, 3,000 words long. That's a hell of a first commission. Yeah. So, <laughs> bless her. Um, 
<laughs> so I'm like, yeah, all right, this sounds fun. I can get into this shirt. Um, so, so my foreplay, as it were, was I hate this scene of a. Uh, actually, I actually take my time with this because mm-hmm. I, I want it to be pretty. I like to. I have to like my characters to write a sex scene. So, I, I start it, and and this little fawn runs a hotel, and this big minotaur guy walks in, and and he doesn't have enough money to stay. So she turns him away, and the entire time she's thinking, this guy's going to fucking kill me for turning him away. But then he walks away, and she realizes that he's actually rather nice, and she thinks, well, my dead dad (laughs) would want this guy to stay here, because look at how he's looking at all the furniture, and he's very, he seems very appreciative of the property, so she ends up giving him a key to stay for free. And he ends up paying for his way by, like, as I described it, singing to the flowers and talking to the butterflies and sweeping up the sidewalks and doing all these chores. And anyway, foreplay for her is she gets done feeding her mother, so she brings him this this bowl of soup or something, I can't remember. And when she walks in on him, he's on the floor and he's putting he's bandaging his bad leg because he can't he's got a limp and he can't walk because of an injury and so she walks in and catches him doing this and because she has experience dealing with injuries because of you know having to deal with her parents that are handicapped and things like that so she of course kneels down next to him and she's like well let me help you with this right and he's of course shy about it this is some like sweet sweet hurt comfort like fanficy goodness yeah like it was super hurt comfort great for sure it was for me too because she didn't ask for any of that it was all for me (laughs) (laughs) and so anyway uh so i've set my scene right so i have a scene i can play with this now and so i didn't have to feel bad when you know i finally got to the sex writing part i was like okay i have a really cute character and have a nice scene so i don't have to be worried anymore i can just let him fuck (laughs) and so the way that the way that it happens is she's after she gets done bandaging him, she like basically turns around and I mentioned that her arm drifts over a hard length. <laughs> I do I went I went for the hard length, okay? <laughs> I do I do use length because it's like it's there and you know what it is, but it's not yeah. quite to the full vulgar levels and it's not flowery. It's just kind of like it's right in the middle of that little triangle. I'll read this. I'll read the part where it happens since I should read some of it. Yeah. Um, the the shy is the fawn's name. Shy turned over her shoulder, nodded, and finished wrapping him. When she finally leaned away from him, her elbow grazed a lump near his stomach. And when she turned to see what she'd touched, the minotaur had already recoiled in embarrassment and pulled the blanket over the erection between his legs. <laughs> a hot wave flashed over Shy's face. Oh, mountains, I am so sorry. The Tor hung his head and said nothing. It's okay, she said, and smiled. Really, I'll take it as a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) So, there's your phase one, right? (laughs) You've you've got the dick noticed now. (laughs) And and I think this is I think this is imperative to to writing sex scenes. This is educational. (laughs) This is educational. Second phase. The point of no return. I think we called it this uh, because B, what it is, the penetration scene, the fingering scene, when it's n- when it's not any longer being innocent, but is an act of some kind of sex, it's always an awkward moment for me. Is it always an awkward moment yeah. for you trying to figure out how to write the first impact? Yeah, <laughs> like, you're like, when when do they like cross that bridge? Because yeah, my characters like yeah. to tease each other a lot. And then, like, at what point are they like, okay, yeah, we're doing this? <laughs> 
Yeah, and I like honestly as a writer, I feel like it's almost like, you know, it is akin to being as hard as it actually is in real life sometimes with somebody you've never done it with before because you're like, what? Yeah, like the first time with someone. When do we put it in? Like, you know, <laughs> like what? <laughs> Like, when do we start? Like, is it okay now? Like, and like, as a writer, you sit there and you go, like, I don't want to push my characters yeah. to do something they don't want to do. Are you okay? You know, the consent's important. Yes. So you have to hesitate and wonder. So in this instance, because I was commissioned to write the fawn teaching the bull how to fuck, <laughs> basically, I allowed Shy to decide that she wasn't gonna, she was gonna let herself have a little fun tonight. And she is concerned that he is gonna be way too big for her because he's a big minotaur <laughs> and she's just a little fun. Which, super, I guess, sexy to some people, to me. <laughs> um, so I'll read, let's see. How, like, um, this is so long, it's a short story, so it's long, so no, I want to make sure to not, uh, that was hard for me too when picking like the selection because you're like kind of all of this is important. Yeah. Because it is like a, a you know, it is like the foreplay and the build and yeah. then, like it's yeah. it's not just a paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> I've got the curiosity tickling her loins. We've got that. <laughs> what it might be like to have sensual warmth tonight because she lives alone and she never gets anything, you guys. She is barren. She places a hand on the side. Okay, okay, let's find that let's find the insertion. We're gonna find the we're gonna find when it happens. <laughs> We're going to find the point of no return. She's teasing him. She's asking him if it's okay because I'm adorable and consent is important. <laughs> I'm big on it too. You know, I, I don't think I've ever written a sex scene where there's like this me fetishizing consent somehow. They're always me too. There's always like a moment where the it's, character's like, is this okay? Yes. It's so cute. It's usually one character who like is really into it. Yeah. Like, are you sure? Sure. Are you really, really sure? Another person being like, oh my God. Yes. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it. Okay. So, let's see. Oh, yes, here we go. Um, I'm going to read this. All right. <laughs> you got this. Without a word, because he seemed too embarrassed to say much, Shy shimmied her own pants off and teased herself against him. All the while, the Tor kept his trembling hands flat on her hips and bucked lightly beneath her weight, snorting, breathing, and twitching against her warmth. Shy let herself glide over the top of his cock, back and forth. No insertion, just close enough to feel him to enjoy him until they were both sighing. For a while, they continued moving and teasing the possibility of going further, snuggled up in the candlelight, neither one brave enough to make the next move. The size of him felt safe. <laughs> <laughs> enough. There's some more here. Oh, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> yada, yada. I'm going to find the insertion. Yeah, yeah. We got to find it. We got to find the part where the dick goes in. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Carefully, Shy reached her hand down to slowly guide his tip into her. Of course, she shivered at the initial insertion, a shock of pleasure that felt so close to pain that she lifted off his cock momentarily before allowing herself to slowly back fall back onto it. And there you go. <laughs> That's how it's done, people. I'm the expert. I know everything. I've done this four times. I don't know. Something. Well, like we said, this is kind of what we were talking about is like you're you're bringing a lot of the emotion into it for the yeah. characters and like how not just like I mean, there is physical sensation as well, but like kind of what it means in mm -hmm. like the weight of it, like emotional weight of it of what's happening. Yeah. And so, you know, the story is it is very like steamy, but it's also very sweet because you do have that like 
first section where you get to know the characters right and like you said what this means for them and everything so yes it's yeah. it's dirty but it's also very sweet <laughs> yeah it doesn't always have to be sweet guys no it doesn't have to be that's just how i prefer to do it you know but this this scene is yeah yeah so step three phase three is business time the act of this is the part where I find everybody really fucks up. It really is. Because people carry it on for too long, or there's nothing else going on, or it's just plain embarrassing to read, and you don't know why you're uncomfortable, but you are. I tend to think that you feel uncomfortable in scenes when they're written wrong, because you feel like you're not involved. It's like watching somebody have sex in the room with you, because you're, you're just watching the sex. So to involve the reader... To make them feel less uncomfortable, you give them little tidbits of story and plot and character emotion, and suddenly your reader becomes more involved. They're not just watching two people fucking, they're actually enjoying and understanding a moment that's, that, that they've read this far to get to. Yeah. And I feel like even with erotica, I, I haven't read a mm -hmm. lot of it, but I imagine there's got to be some aspect of it, of emotion and story in there. The ones I enjoy most, I'm going to throw out a recommendation. Um, they're shorts. They are monstery so hope that's your what you're into but there's an author aveda vice a-v-e-d-a vice writes um there's like one that's like a succubus and like a moth fairy mm. and stuff like that but there's they're very short but there's like a lot of character in them and you know the character's motivations and goals and emotionally what this means for them even though it's like a short story very much like your short story yeah, even the ones that are meant to be, like, straight-up erotica, the ones I enjoy have character in them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On that note, yeah, I'm trying to decide if there's a way I can read this. So the way that I solved this problem, because I was basically commissioned for this story, <laughs> didn't know a lot about the characters, there was no real story aside from him turning, she, her turning him away from the, the inn, and, and then them having sex. So I was like, I don't, <laughs> you know, so it turns out that he's handicapped. So, like, he... She keeps, she wants him to do more than he's able to do. So she, she makes a few requests of him during uh, the act of sex that he, he basically, he struggles with because he can't move the same as she can. He can't, you know, he can't get in the positions that sh she wants him to get into. So basically the way that I, I handle that is allowing her to help him. And while they're in the middle of things and like letting the reader be a part of the experience of him being able to have a good time because she's good enough to, you know, make her own sacrifices and, and actually make it work. I don't know that there's actually like a good section here that I can read. I have... So if we want, when we get to mine, I, mine's actually pretty short, so I can read mine when we get there. I can show, I can show like the business time section. Okay. So you, you don't mind reading yours? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mine's like three sentences. <laughs> oh, good. Excellent. Yeah, because mine's like really long. Uh, yeah. Well, it's because that's yours. But yeah, that's how I feel that. Second. Yeah, yours is intended to be more of a steamy short story, whereas mine is like a scene in a bigger novel. Right. So I kind of right. shortened that part yeah. a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, I, I handled it. I handled it like that. I'm sure you can figure out how to handle it in yours. You just got to make sure to balance it out. Now, the fourth phase is the <laughs> climax. <laughs> the climax. Okay. This is when it all ends because you've spent yourself, as it were. As it were. As it were. You've spent yourself. As one does. As one does. <laughs> and you're done. 
it's hard. Okay, I see this all the time, and Avery, I see you. Yeah, I, I see. I see you. The fade to black thing. I think mm-hmm. that's fine. I think a lot of people do it. I've seen Diana Gabaldon do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's definitely something special about not doing it all the time, which Avery, you don't. So good job. Um, but some people do. They they just fade to black constantly. We have a friend. Uh, Avery read uh, her manuscript as well. And every time these characters had sex, it was always fade to black. To me, it feels lacking because I think that spending yourself is is, is oftentimes uh, very special, very spe- stress relieving, or um, very relieving in some way. And you know, and oftentimes there, the conversation continues after. So why mustn't it continue on the page? Like yeah. so. If you don't want to have explicit material in your book and you're not comfortable writing that material, you can still like and you but you still want your characters to have sex, but you don't want to like write it all out. Um, you can still kind of like mention it like you can summarize the same way you summarize another scene and kind of maybe like because you can still like mention that if it happened and like the consequences and even like part of the like climax without being like he came really loudly or whatever (laughs) you don't have to like be that explicit about it but even just like skipping to like the afterglow something like you know what i mean it's just if you're gonna have your characters have sex and you don't want to write it out explicitly it still needs to be addressed yeah Are you still just laughing at me? I'm, I'm, I'm fucking laughing because I just found the section where I ended mine, and I'm just like, am I really gonna read this on camera? Makes me want to. Uh, I, I should have. I should. I should practice my Gilbert Godfrey voice so that I can read the embarrassing stuff in Gilbert Godfrey's voice. Have you ever listened to Gilbert Godfrey read the scene from? What is it? Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. But our our chat just said no. It- oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Go go to YouTube after this and listen no. to Gilbert Gottfried reading uh the sexy section of Fifty Shades of Grey. It is amazing. To be fair, I don't like to shade other authors, but E.L. James has all of the money in the world, so what? You know, she's laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, anybody reading the scenes from Fifty Shades of Grey is going to sound a little. <laughs> Listen, Gilbert Godfrey already sounds fucked up. <laughs> like when you, <laughs> I'm just saying, you're already starting at a baseline. The baseline of Gilbert Godfrey enough is is enough, but but listen to it. Go to YouTube. Search Gilbert Godfrey Reese Fifty Shades of Grey and like make sure that you don't have a full bladder because it is so funny. It is so funny. Have you ever listened to it, Avery? No, I have. Oh, you gotta fix that. Okay, but anyway, I wish I like could do Gilbert Godfrey's voice. I can probably get close, but I've never tried, so I'm not gonna embarrass myself like that. But I'm like, yeah, okay, here I go. I'm gonna read this. Just for the just for your information, this is what it looks like to 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 write something that is intended to be erotic. Yeah. Uh, because I couldn't just blow the money shot and not put it in there. So yeah. you bet your ass, I took that tiny little fawn and that big little minotaur, and I stuck them together, and I gave them a money shot that was worth what this woman <laughs> paid me to write this story. So I guess I'm going to read this now and probably regret it in the morning. It's okay, I'll read mine gonna... later. <laughs> Here soon. <laughs> all right solidarity at last at last his hand squeezed 
Oh my god, I'm not going to get through this. At last, his hand squeezed her sides very tight, and he murmured, I am close. <laughs> it's okay, she said, panting, still moving with him. Go ahead, it's okay. And in three more earnest shoves, she felt him release. Her bottom half was so filled with him that his fluids were forced out of her and puddled on the floor between her legs. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the scene. I'm laughing at you like dying of mortification. You are. I'm mortified. She collapsed when he pulled out. Collapsed. And her numb legs slowly regained sensation. The pleasant hurt in her sides, the sting between her legs, all worth it. All wonderful. Then I have an ellipsis here because I faded to black. I said the candles burned out on their own. Up until dawn, they enjoyed the pleasure of one another and slept until late afternoon the next day. And see, I don't. I don't really consider that a fade to black because it's you've you've shown the scene. I think fade to black is when you like cut out the whole scene. Okay, fair. I did show yeah. the money shot. I showed yeah. all of it, but I didn't go like you're doing. You're doing like I didn't do anything after. You yeah, know? I didn't. You you're know. you're you're being concise with like what you show and what you don't, which is just a writing thing. You can't, you know. I mean, I guess you could write like every single time they did it all night, <laughs> but but we got we got the point. I didn't get paid enough for that. <laughs> You're like, I'm paid by the word. You know, guys, if someone if someone commissions you to write you smut, you gotta gotta write it funny shot. Sorry, I'm laughing at chat. Oh, what chat, happened? The chat says you're missing the loud sound of a balloon deflating upon the removal of a stick. <laughs> <laughs> Just picture. It. <laughs> well, that would ruin that would ruin a bit of the romance. Wow! <sighs> thanks, thanks for that. Thanks, thanks a lot. There are so many people blushing right now that I just read that out loud. That's fine. Ugh. Lost all my dignity. That's okay. I'm about when I when I write a Pulitzer Prize winning book in the near future, I'm gonna have to be like, sorry, but <laughs> we did record that podcast. I'm sorry. Well, at least Marion Engel wrote that book about uh, having sex with a bear up in Canada, and that one like the Canadian. Pulitzer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. Marion Engel did it. So, yeah, it's fine. I'll be great. Yeah, it's fine. It's all going to be fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Well, now you can breathe because now it's my turn to be mortified. Yay! <laughs> uh, I got to scroll back up to these, the four phases. So, I'm going to kind of say the same thing as you did about the foreplay phase, but I am going to kind of mention this is actually probably where I spend most of my sex scene because I like to tease my readers. We may also realize that from the fact that like my books are like 200 pages of the characters wanting to bang before they actually do. <laughs> so really the whole book is foreplay. Pining. Yes, pining. Pining and like in a really sexy way. So this scene that I'm going to read, I'm just going to give you a quick little background. Uh, it's actually from the novel that I drafted during NaNoWriMo, but this scene has already been like cut and replaced with a different version of it so these two characters have been butting heads the whole book it's a very kind of almost enemies to lovers type thing and they've been butting heads but also like eyeing each other the whole time and then they're at like a ceremony thing and the 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 male character has gets essentially betrothed kind of against his will and then she goes out to comfort him she's going out and being like hey this is you know this sucks and he's sad, and so she kisses him. And I'm summarizing because this is actually the longest part of the scene. They're kind of sitting, he's like sitting on a balcony, so she sits next to him, and then she gets on top of him. <laughs> <laughs> 
and that's kind of the whole foreplay and there's you know there's a lot of like pining and emotion and i'm i'm a big fan of the emotional confession and then the sex scene because then it's like all the heightened emotion of someone having like admitted that they care about each other not all of my sex scenes are that way but i like it yeah i'm i'm kind of doing what you did i'm kind of like skimming because this is a very long scene oh yeah no i get it I will read the very end of the foreplay part because this is the part where they're like starting to like get intimate, but it also shows how you integrate character into it. His roving hands found a way under her skirt, sliding up beneath her undergarments between their bodies. When his fingers slid across her, slick and ready, the sound she made was entirely involuntary. One fingertip circled the spot that sent a jolt up and down her spine. I've dreamed about this, he admitted, for weeks, months, ever since the first time you scowled at me. God's taker, it was hard to concentrate with his hand doing that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the first minute we met. It was. So that's a little bit of the character in there. Like they're, you know, they're getting down, they're getting dirty, but she's, they're kind of like bantering a little bit too. Yeah. Of like, hey, you know, you, you were kind <clears throat> of a bitch to me. And he, she's like, yeah, I was. And he's like, yeah, I know. I still wanted you. <laughs> you kept the voice in there. I like that. You yeah. know, you didn't forget about the voice just because you were getting ready to get down. Yeah. You know? Cause that's, I mean, that's their, their relationship is this, this kind of bantery, like she doesn't take his shit. And he, you know, doesn't take hers. So then we talked about phase two is the like point of no return. I actually, I'll read it because I was like, it's kind of similar to yours. Because <laughs> I think they're kind of in very similar positions. Oh yeah, they're both sitting. They're both lap sitting. Yeah, they're both like lap sitting. But I think yours turns around at some point. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. Little little reverse cowgirl going on. Yeah. But I this is only a few sentences. So I'm going to read it because this kind of goes into that consent thing and how to like tackle a little bit of consent maybe even though they both are like making out so it's kind of obvious that they're both into it obviously but this is another uh, this is another using length length <laughs> it's just it's like a nice middle ground it is people know what you mean yeah <laughs> she found the lacings of his trousers and tucked the tugged the knot loose he hissed in a breath and drew his hand back when she freed him and slid her hand along his length. Yeah. His chest rose and fell in rapid shallow breaths asana repositioned herself <laughs> steadied by a hand on his shoulder Hass's voice was hoarse. You're absolutely sure? Yes. She didn't even let him finish as she slid onto him, locking their bodies together. That shut him up. So again, we're keeping the voice, um, but they've now linked together. We have now done tab A into slot B, but with character. <laughs> yes, exactly. It, and it works, you know, and I didn't, I didn't find it cringy at all. It was nice, smooth. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about phase three, which is the business time phase. And this is actually usually where i spend the least time because like you said that's where i see a lot of people slip up because this is going to sound really like callous i guess but sometimes i just get bored no that doesn't sound callous if i'm reading like a if i'm reading a sex scene that's too long and gets too tedious with the like we talked about the descriptions without the character yeah i get i'm like okay i get it they banged i know different <laughs> positions it's fine yeah but if you integrate character and stuff you can spend longer there like, yeah. like you did but in my case sometimes especially in this when it's like one scene in a longer book i kind of shorten it so this is this is the entirety of phase three that's good though business type phase is she lifted herself up and back down savoring the feeling of fullness the rightness of it then she did it again and again her body moving almost on its own that's it that's all you need. That's the whole of the business time. All you need. Yep. And then once again, bringing character into it, here's here's my climax scene. Mine's not quite as gratuitous as yours, but <laughs> it's a different kind of story. I was paid to be disgusting. It's fine. Yeah. 
Um, I have been, but not in this particular story. Oh. No, not paid to be, but I mean, oh. I've been as gratuitous as that. I was like, Ooh. I've never gotten paid. <laughs> oh, baby. I've never gotten paid to write smut. I just write smut for my own enjoyment. Anyways, okay. The final phase. Panting curses dripped from his lips, her name uttered like a mantra of prayer until he bucked beneath her with a long, soft groan, hands gripping her hips. She smiled, her body going still as the tension drained out of him. You're welcome. I didn't say thank you yet. His laugh strummed a cord in her chest as he tucked a stray lock of her hair behind a ear, an ear. No, but you should. Thank you. He kissed her again, and this time there was a gentleness in it, something she wasn't yet ready to face, something far more terrifying than what they'd just done. Because she doesn't want to admit she loves him. Uh, <laughs> so that's bringing the character and the personality back into it. So this one's actually a little bit tamer scene, but it kind of shows where you can still get that information in there without being like super explicit if you don't want to be, but you still want to show the scene. I mean, I guess it is still kind of explicit, but it's <laughs> it doesn't have some of the terminology in there. Right. That we talked about. Right. I liked it. I liked it. I'm still... You're obviously... I, I feel like you're obviously better at this than me, <laughs> and I feel intimidated. Because <laughs> I, I was in water. I was like, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. Like, <laughs> And you're just like, this is how it's done. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I like what that's, that's about me. <laughs> like hmm, avery writes a lot of smut on the side yes yes i do that's fine there's nothing wrong with that only a couple you know? of people get to read it it's fine that's fine sex is natural and also you should do what makes you feel good so yeah, yeah. hey and just before i forget to mention this i i wanted to mention before we wrap anything up that just because avery and i both brought in a v and a c the cock and the vag does not mean <laughs> does not mean that that is the only kind of sex there is people oh yeah this is 2022 I've written plenty of other combinations. <laughs> this is just the one that was easy for me to like. Since I had written it recently, it was easy and I knew it was shorter. It was the easiest one for me to, to select. But yes, there are plenty of other combos. Anyone out there who can successfully write fingering or playing with toys or or two women, two men, I applaud you because I'm still working through those things. I, I, you know, you write one for so long, you don't realize how hard it is to write the other one. And so the reason those clips aren't here tonight is because I haven't figured it out yet. Like, I'm queer, like, but this is like, it's just easier to write a, a, a stick going into a peach, you know? Like, I don't know. It's easy. Like, you know how people are. It's easy. They just do it. Whatever. Like, they're not fun. Like, and as a bisexual cis woman, it's easier for me to write one of the characters having a vagina. Now, both may, or one may, one may not. There may be multiple characters, but one of them does because then I have a place to anchor myself yeah. as the writer. Um, I have tried other combinations. I've tried doing like two cis men. And it's fun, but I'm like, I'm probably getting something wrong. Also, hint when writing two men, please do not just write one, shoving it in the other. It causes me to recoil in pain. Lube. We require lube. Anal sex requires lube, people. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's hard to get it in there. Like, it's super TMI, but it's hard. It's hard. No matter the gender of the butt, there's got to be something. Yeah. At least some, like, I don't know, like a half an hour's worth of pre cum, at least. Like, <laughs> Like, you can't just shove it in there. I mean, you can, but that's not very nice, guys. 
No, you gotta. You Ow! Gotta, you gotta be good to your partner. That does not work. Someone said that does not work. <laughs> okay, so we retract our previous statement. If you are writing something like uh, anal in your book and you have never experienced anal, and you, first do your research. Second, uh, if there's no lube in your fantasy world, uh, spit works to a point. <laughs> yeah, to a point. <laughs> Brokeback Mountain is the worst example ever. I've never actually seen it. I, I've never read the book, but Annie Prue is a pretty good writer. But I can tell that Annie Prue probably is not a gay man. Annie Prue wrote Brokeback Mountain. It was a short story. She also wrote Barkskins. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I will say, yeah, basically, if you're writing outside your experience, your personal experience, do some research. Please do research. And don't make that research only porn because porn lies. Porn is full of lies. <laughs> it is full of lies. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you do research other than like if you have really close friends being like, okay, please tell me. <laughs> you have to be really close friends with someone. Honestly, reading er like erotica by own voices, authors, like, like if, if you want to read, read gay work by a gay man or find a gay man and ask the gay man questions yeah well obviously make sure they're okay answering the questions because some do not <laughs> want to talk about it like especially with you <laughs> you're not just like, like just like i have some gay friends that i could be like yeah let's talk about this and they'd be like yeah but i don't know yeah they'd be so open to just like i said you make sure you have you're close enough friends with someone to broach that subject, but we do have someone in chat that says I offer reasonable rates as a consultant. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Pay, pay him, people. <laughs> yes. Those rates include pizza and ARC. <laughs> I like him. I want to meet him. Yeah. So now that we're both appropriately mortified and I have been called professional smut writer in the chat. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah I'm just sitting here like time. I can't. I'm believe. like, wow, this is, I can't believe we just did yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> We're both sitting here like in shock, like, okay. <laughs> we did that. We got it over with. Our career is over now. Goodbye. Goodbye, writing career. Oh my god. I don't know. My my writing career seems to be pretty leaning heavily in the direction of occasional smut in my books. So if if Jacqueline Carey can make a career out of it as a fantasy writer, so can I. And my writing career is leading toward uh i'll do whatever the fuck i want if you don't like it fuck right off so <laughs> so we're both yeah we're, we're fine we're okay it's fine everything's, everything's fine. fine yeah so i think that's pretty much the topic are there any other final thoughts does anybody have any questions in chat while we kind of wind down and both like take a deep breath <sighs> from sharing things next step is to do a panel at a con no i would do that I was supposed to do a panel at Con for something. I was going to go to Discon and do a panel, but then COVID happened and I got yeah. scared and too busy and lost money and it was just a whole thing. So maybe someday. Yeah, maybe someday. Yeah. I don't know. Well, now that we've done it here, I'm like, now that we've read this out loud, I'm like, hey, everything else is going to be easy. We're never going to ta tackle a topic after this that I'm going to be like as embarrassed to do. Yeah, it'll be fine. Our next live stream will be on February 18th. And we'll be on zero drafts. Which, yeah, if you don't know, is basically a very, very ugly, very, very rough first draft. And we're going to kind of go over what that means. You can find everything you need about the podcast at anditswriting.com. 
Look us up on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen. Both Spotify and iTunes allow you to rate podcasts. We'd very much appreciate it if you did that because it will help other people to find us. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at and it's writing for episode updates and notifications. And if you like what you're hearing, join our Discord group. Check out the website for more details. And thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.